Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back. First up, a big sorry for not keeping to the proposed schedule already after episode one. I had a few things to deal with over the weekend, uh, a few personal things, and also had some fallout from the last podcast. Uh, so much so that I was kind of thinking twice about doing another one. I actually received a range of reactions from thank you for saying it to I'd never heard that before to it's good to get a different perspective all the way to you've completely missed the point and I never want to see you again. Uh, normally I'm not too bothered by people's reactions to, uh, to anything really. I fully understand that where I'm coming from isn't what you, what you usually hear. And it, it goes against the narrative, what we're constantly told by the media. Um, I've been called all sorts of names, the classics, your Nazi, fascist, got called alt-right, who are basically a bunch of communists now, but uh, anyway, white supremacists as well. But you know, the facts are the facts, and I'll keep talking about them. Uh, but that said, there was one reaction that came from somebody pretty close to me uh, that really affected me. Uh I thought it was quite an unfair reaction, uh, but I do really care what this person thinks about me, and I, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of just trying to get it off my chest a bit, but also be kind of vague as it's a bit personal. Uh, but yeah, it it did hurt a little bit. However, um, you know, that's enough of me being a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I was watching an interview with Alan Iverson actually the other day. Uh, he's talking about the first time he, first time he met Michael Jordan, and the first thing Michael says to him is, "What's up, you little bitch." And uh, so fair warning to everyone, I'm going to be calling everyone a bitch in this. So, despite all of the, uh, despite the feedback, I'm back for more because this whole situation isn't letting up. Actually, speaking about Alan Iverson, I was thinking about talking about the last dance and uh, how deep I've gone into basketball recently. Um, but let's be honest, there are more pressing and more interesting things to talk about. So a few things to clarify about last week's pod first. Uh, one is, and it's something I really want to reiterate, is I'm really not trying to devalue or diminish a person's personal experience with racism. Uh, obviously, I don't know everything that's gone on, your, on, uh, on in your life. But I talked about it last week. We meet people in life who don't like us for stupid, reason, uh, stupid reasons. Um, and that includes skin colour. And it sucks, and it especially sucks when that person is an arsehole who feels the need to express themselves and act upon their, their prejudice. No, it sucks. And I'm really not trying to take away from that, that experience. Um, secondly, about last week, I said regarding the over 70% of black kids being born to single mothers, uh, that a child growing up without a father is five times more likely to commit crimes, nine times more likely to be poor, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Uh, so I got it the wrong the wrong way round the uh, wrong way round. Uh, it's five times more likely to be poor, not nine times. And thirdly, it's something I touched at, uh, touched on, touched on at the top of the podcast, and that's actually just a big thank you for all the feedback. Um, it's good like, on my first one to get that. I've had a couple of practice runs with various other things, but one I was actually quite proud of putting out. Uh, it's good to get some feedback, good or bad. It helps me moving forward. One criticism I received was that I was disrespectful, uh, which is fair enough. I, I probably was. Uh, one point that I wanted to address regarding that actually was regarding white liberals. I said none of them care about black lives. That was obviously wrong with me. It's blatantly wrong. 
I'm sure a great many of them do care. And I was generalising. Uh, and generalisation is something I criticise others for doing so. Uh, I'd I hold my hands up on that. However, <clears throat> it remains to be said that there is a distinct and obvious lack of critical thinking or seemingly any kind of thinking on behalf of some of them from a lot of these people. So I'm going to give you the numbers once again. We're going to dive back into it uh, and then talk a little bit more. In the United States of America, there are around 1,000 deaths from police shootings per year. Around 450 to 460 of those are white people and around 220 to 230 are black people. Okay? The police shoot and kill twice as many white people as they do black people. And if people have a problem with me simplifying it to, to round numbers, then okay, we can go into it. So this is according to the Washington Post, okay? The Washington Post, that is basically bought and paid for by the Democratic National Convention. In 2018, police shot and killed 441 white people and 229 black people, with a total of 992 people being killed altogether. So that includes other races. In 2017, 989 people were shot and killed by police. 459 of those were white and 223 were black. You can look at last year, 2019, 1,004 people were shot and killed by police, 236 of those were black, and 371 recorded as white. However, there are, unlike any other year, 200 deaths of people with unknown race. Um, now, because it's unlike any other years, I'm not quite sure what happened, but you look at the pattern of the last five or six years, uh, which are, again, all available on the Washington Post, you can add at least 80 to 100 of those people into the white category. Now, around 6% of police shootings are committed against an unarmed individual. And unarmed also doesn't necessarily mean not dangerous, but unarmed police shootings occur against all races. It is rare for the police to shoot anyone, let alone a black person, let alone an unarmed black person. So last year, 2019, nine unarmed black people were shot and killed by police. 19 unarmed white people were shot and killed by police. And, you know, just to add it in, 89 police officers were killed on duty. And just by the way, how many unarmed white people shot dead by the police can you name? I can't name any. And I'm sort of invested in the whole... Well, not necessarily invested, but I like keeping sort of... I'm interested in the whole... Socio-political matters and all of that. Um, yeah, how many of you can you name? Probably none. Maybe one or two if you're really, really deep in, uh, deeply interested. But why is that? Because there are more being killed. And that's because it's about the narrative. It's that narrative that black people are oppressed by the evil white man, evil police, and it's not true. There are scumbag police officers, yeah. There are racist police officers. There are violent police officers. But it isn't all police. Like, you think about it. Do you think most police officers cheered the death of George Floyd or were they disgusted by it? And not only by his death, but also the actions of one of their own and also knowing the shitstorm that's likely to follow. I haven't seen a single article, a single tweet, a post, a video, a TikTok, anything that defends what that police officer did or what the other three men did. Even from like the so-called far-right commentators, 
None of them defend this man. And it's interesting to note, just as an aside, all of these cities where this, these happen, all the senior law enforcement officials are put in place by Democrats. But, yeah, I digress. See, I've been an advocate for police reform for a long time. Back at university, I watched The Culture High on Netflix, as, like, you know, as students do as they get into that sort of stuff. Uh, and like my burgeoning libertarianism was starting to, to come out. Um, yeah, militarised police is a terrible idea. It's a result of pointless, expensive drug laws that have cost way more lives than it has saved. And as I said last week, stop and frisk and stop and search laws, both in sort of New York and elsewhere in America and over here in the UK, they should end. It just creates animosity between people and the police and between people of different races who feel unfairly treated by the police already and by society. And again, another interesting aside, Michael Bloomberg is a big supporter of, uh, of Stop and Frisk. There's a survey called the Public Police Contact Survey. It's done by the DOJ every couple of years or so, so two or three years. And around 60,000 people are asked if they have had contact with the police in the last year. And if so, tell us about it. What's your experience? How were you treated? What did they say to you? And also a little bit about yourself. What's your gender? What's your race, uh, your age and things like that? And time and time and time again, there have been studies into it and there is no pattern of abuse. Differences in arrest rates between races have to do with differences in offending. Okay, whether we like that fact or not, it's how it is. You look at the murder rate in the US, okay? black people kill twice as many white people per year. It's around 500 to 250. And this is despite black people making up 13% of the population and white people making up 61% of the population. Of interracial, non-homicide, violent crimes, 85% are a black perpetrator committing a crime on a white victim. In the last 40 years, this is according to the CDC, police shootings of black people has declined 75%, whereas shootings of white people have stayed the same. It's kind of like Mike Tyson said the other day, uh, if white people rioted every time we killed one of them, we'd never know peace. Or peace. Uh, peace don't hurt me, Mike. I agree with the sentiment, um, but I'm actually glad that doesn't happen. I cannot stand people I see on the right um, who try and grandstand against racism towards white people because while they aren't wrong that it's there, it's actually quite mainstream, it really doesn't help push the cause, or like his cause or their cause. It makes you look like a whiny bitch. It makes you look no better than all these other people, particularly the people on the left who you have a problem with, who constantly have race at the front of their mind and constantly complain about racism. It makes you look no better. It's like with men's, rights act, uh, men's right activists. Now, they, they do have a point. They kind of have a point on certain, in certain areas. But they just lose any sympathy or support by behaving stupidly. And, uh, look, honestly, it pales in comparison to what people, uh, what, especially black people, went through for decades in the US. There has been systemic racism. There has been police brutality. But we're in 2020 now, like it's 2020, we've come so far, we've come off the back of eight years of having a black president. Like this is not, this George Floyd case is not Emma Till, okay, this is not, 
a woman being killed, or a person being killed, dumped in a river, having evidence covered up, then having an all-white jury not convicting knowingly guilty people. It's 2020. Do you think these police officers are going to get off? And if they do get off, it's because you're charging them with stupid crimes like first-degree murder. That's never, ever going to stick. So I, and I kind of went off a bit, a bit off track there. But, again, white liberals, I'm coming after you again. I have to ask this question. Why are you posting so much shit on social media? I understand that Twitter is at this crazy commie echo chamber, but it was everywhere, especially yesterday, uh, which was the Tuesday. And before I get into the subject matter of what was being posted, I want to just analyse the actual action first. So on Instagram, okay, most people I know, and and this includes me as well, follow celebrities, the odd celebrity, maybe like the odd news network um, or, or meme feed, one of these sort of things, and then, of course, your friends. And I'm assuming none of these people, including me, are in support of the police officer who killed George Floyd. I'm also going to assume that most people I know and most people you know, do not associate with genuine white supremacists. And that is if you can actually find a genuine white supremacist, because even though the media likes to tell you that they're everywhere, I've never seen one. You, know, you see pictures of so-called white supremacist photos, of like 300 people. Like in America, there's like 500 people out of 330 million, and somehow that's a big deal. But I don't know anyone who associates with white supremacists. And uh, you know, if you do know one, and please don't say me, um, then let me know. But having said that, posting a load of activist crap on social media isn't really being seen by anyone who doesn't already agree with you. So you've created this almost like semi-echo chamber, but more importantly, who are you doing this for? Is it really to save black lives, or is it to make you feel better about yourself because you know, you're supporting the cause or you feel guilty about something that happened 300 years ago, or you're just blindly following what other people are doing. And you think you're helping the downtrodden black man who, you know, can't help himself because then he ain't black if he does that. <sighs> A lot of the time it's the latter, okay? It's virtue signalling. And virtue signalling is one of the biggest cancers to be born out of social media. There's constant need for attention. Like myself, I like attention. I like getting attention. But I'm not going to post stuff to, on my Instagram feed that I have absolutely no idea about, um, that I've not read anything about, because evidently people haven't read anything about. I'm not going to post in support of rioting and looting and murder. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? You calling it a rebellion doesn't change it from a riot. It, it doesn't become a rebellion because you call it that. And when you have Michael Moore on your side, someone else said this, like Michael Moore's coming out and calling it a rebellion... I can't remember who said it, but it's like, if you have Michael Moore on your side, you're on the wrong side. It's a riot. People smashing windows and burning buildings and shooting police officers are not protesters. The right to peaceful assembly is protected under the First Amendment, all right? Um, I've seen some posts about those armed protesters who are... Is that Michigan State House or maybe in some other state houses as well? Um... But the armed protesters, they got the AR, the AR-15s and various other weaponry, and people are, like, a bit scared, obviously, because they're heavily armed. 
but they are out there peacefully, okay? They're protesting against lockdown measures, and the media was like, look at these evil white people, because most of them are white, obviously. Um, these evil white people out protesting against lockdown, they want the grandmothers to die, etc., etc. That narrative has since changed. But the posts I'm seeing on social media are like, oh, so this is called a protest, just because they're armed, and this is called a riot. You know, when white people do it, it's fine, but when black people do it, it's not. It's riot. That is so completely wrong. It's wrong. It's not the same thing at all. Burning and looting are not the same thing as standing around. It's also funny that like, these posts insinuate that it's only black people doing the rioting. You know, Soros-funded Antifa members have been bussed into these cities, there's photo evidence, there's video evidence. They're instigating and pushing these riots. Yeah, these are mostly white, gated community communists, militant vegans and all-round losers who will leave as soon as it gets rough and leave the black man to be the one to get arrested. But, you know, I guess that's just a projection of the left. Again, it's all that, that whole white children and poor children thing. They don't expect, expect black people to behave any better. And then, what does that tell you about how the left sees black people? I've seen MLK quotes. Uh, the big one, riots are the language of the unheard. Who is not hearing you? Now, I'm not too fussed about white liberals particularly going unheard. But those who actually feel resentment and anger towards the police who feel unheard. I don't really understand because you can go back to Baltimore in 2015 where Freddie Gray died. Okay, He died in police custody. And at the time afterwards, there were riots. The mayor of Baltimore was black. The city council was all Democrat, majority of them black. The state attorney who brought charges against the six police officers was black. Three of the police officers were black. The judge who tried two of the officers, the two officers who decided to go to trial without a jury, the judge was black. He also found them not guilty. Excuse me. The attorney general of the country at the time was black. The president of the country at the time was black. Yet there were still riots. The ones who aren't hearing you are the ones who keep voting into office. Minneapolis, which actually has a progressive history the city can be, like, can be proud of. Uh, so Hubert Humphrey, okay, he was the mayor at the time, later vice president under Lyndon Johnson. He forced Democrats to include a civil rights plank in their party platform, uh, I think it was in the 40s, 45 maybe. Um, and that caused a load of Southern Democrats to leave the party. Okay, Minneapolis is not Birmingham, Alabama back in the day. There isn't a sheriff like Bull Connor who's sticking the dogs and water hoses on black civil rights protesters. Minneapolis's mayor, who actually looks a lot like blackface Trudeau up in Canada, is very young and very left-wing. The vice president of the city council is black. The state attorney in Minnesota is black. The congressperson representing Minnesota is also black and none other than Ilan Omar. And I can say a lot of things about Ilan Omar. I think she's a terrible human being. I think she's an absolute disgrace. Um... You know, her personal life aside, her intent on bringing down the USA is disgusting. And she's more occupied with that than she is with black lives. And her lending support to these protests is, yeah, I say, a disgrace. And those of you who liken these riots to the civil rights era protests of the 50s and 60s, it's, it's nothing but an insult. 
to those who fought and died for civil rights. MLK, the SNCC, Urban League, the Congress of Racial Equality, these groups were actually fighting against discrimination. Real, genuine, factual, legal discrimination. Burning down housing projects and small businesses, because if we can be honest, it's not just Target and McDonald's anymore, is in no way similar to what these men and women went through back in the 50s and 60s. And it's insulting to insinuate otherwise. Again, we just had eight years of a black president. And these corporations or celebrities or sports people or whoever who hadn't taken explicit stand on Instagram, there's so many people posting comments like, oh, what is your take? Do you, do you not stand with Black Lives Matter? Excuse me. Why wouldn't you say anything? It, obviously, if they don't say anything, they must be racist, right? Like with Man, that's the one with Man United. Man United hadn't posted anything about about this um, yesterday, and people are saying, "Yeah, oh, why won't this faceless entity come out against racism?" I'm thinking, I'm sure the team with one of the most high profile, highly paid black athletes in the world is racist. If if a faceless entity, a corporation can be can be there, I'm fairly sure most of the people who work at Man United are not racist. And then, of course, the social media um, account of United comes out with hatred against racism. Or something like that. It's hate, uh, remember that. I just remember the hatred bit. And with hatred, okay, they have outlined or put it in red, the red bit, because it's red, United, da-da-da-da-da. I think it's, it's, it's a marketing tactic at this point. That's all. It, it's literally the same thing as they do with LGBT. They stick the rainbow flag on just to make sure that they can sell enough products and they don't get harassed. It's all about marketing. And again, I'm sure the people who work at Man United, whether it's the players, the staff, the people in the background, people up in the higher offices, the higher echelons of the, um, of the club, I'm pretty sure they're probably not racist, all right? So why do they need to post about it on social media? And why do you need to know what their stand is? I don't know, like a few more quick ones. There's so many posts that just saturate, like soaked in this white guilt, just dripping in white guilt. Other ones where it's like, I'm white so I can go jogging, bracket, Ahmed Arbery. I'm white so I can do whatever this activity is, insert name. It's bullshit. You know it's bullshit. I know it's bullshit. You can't have a sample size of one when you could literally just as easily stick another person of another race in there. And the worst was the one was like, I'm white so I'll never understand. And, you know, come on. If you want to understand how to get along, look past people's skin colour. These riots started because people now look at any sort of altercation between people of a different race, especially black and white, especially with a white person doing something to a black person, as a racial incident. We don't know what that police, the police officer's beliefs are. What's his name? Chauvin? Chauvin? We don't know if he was racist. You might, I, but I know there's a history of racism within the police force. I'm not trying to get away from uh, away from that. But we don't. We just automatically assume it's a racial incident, and it's a problem that society cannot move away from. Um, like while we constantly look at these differences between us. Now, racism, of course, will never ever be cured, because without the spectre of racism looming over us, Democrats and more nefarious groups lose. It's not the first time communist groups 
having manipulated so-called minorities either for their own gain. It happened in the 60s too. And Black Lives Matter, the ACLU, other activist groups, Obama, Sharpton, let me just grab a drink. Yeah, Obama, Sharpton, all the other race hustlers, your Jesse Jacksons, Don Lemon, all the scumbags in the media, Hollywood, all of these people and groups who profit from black people being kept poor do not want black people to realise that they aren't oppressed, that they can actually make their own informed decisions and achieve success in life. If Black Lives Matter actually cared about black lives, where are the protests for the near 8,000 dead black people killed last year? Around 96% of those killed at the hands of another black individual. Once again, as I reiterated last, year, uh, last week, black lives matter when a white man takes it, and especially when we can profit off it. And all this white liberal propaganda saying you cannot get rid of racism because it's inherent to being white or whatever is literally just designed to keep you hating yourself and supporting that narrative. Do not feel guilty for the sins of the... Why do you feel guilty for how other people have... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It makes me want to bang my head against the wall sometimes with this thing. And as for the bloody hashtag Black Tuesday, do I have to say anything more? Pointless, worthless, useless. It's literally a self-congratulatory digital pat on the back. Like, oh, yes, I did a good thing today. I helped combat racism by posting a black square on Instagram. And you're posting this black square to a bunch of other white people. <sighs> like, yeah, just quit with the bullshit, all right? If you want to help, then donate to actual causes, okay? If you're in America, I saw someone suggest, you know, why don't you tutor a black child, okay? Someone who has to go to one of these shit schools, why don't you help tutor them? Help get them, help them to be able to achieve. Do something tangible rather than posting shit online that does absolutely nothing. I want to say a little thing about, or a little bit on these riots. They really did blow up, if you pardon the pun. Oh, jeez. Uh, like pretty soon after the, the my last podcast, it was almost like a couple of hours afterwards. I was here, I was reading stories about it. Um, but I'm gonna stick my tinfoil hat on here. I think it's very clear to say uh, and fair to say that these protests are no longer about George Floyd. I think he's been all but forgotten, unfortunately. Uh, maybe not in the protests in Cardiff or in Berlin for whatever reason, but uh, particularly in America, I think George Floyd has been all but all but forgotten particularly by white Antifa members. I also think that police brutality and perceived ills and whatever racism you believe in, I think that's all been, uh, all been forgotten. Again, particularly by white Antifa members. I think there's an ulterior motive, particularly behind the white Antifa members, again. And it's about evil orange man. It's the same thing with the coronavirus is exploited by certain groups to tank the US economy. I do believe that. At first, I thought it just like a little, you know, like this weird conspiracy theory and everyone's going to laugh at me sort of things. But as time has gone on, you can see what are the, which of the states that are refusing to open up are trying desperately hard to sink the economy. And now since that has failed, 
are basically just burning their burning the state down. And you know, it's, it's funny these groups are quite happy to exploit the anger and the resentment and you know, bad history that these groups have that the people have within the U.S. exploit them to basically just get at Donald Trump. And on Donald Trump, uh, he was talking about sending in the military. I'm not sure how I stand with it. Um, although, you know, I saw like, a few, just before I get into it, I saw a few people say, oh, how dare he threaten to send in the military? You know, it's not legal. Well, Insurrection Act, bitch, it is legal. But it is a difficult one. Um, I do think Trump played it quite well. He couldn't send the military in right away. Or he couldn't send the National Guard in right away. Because if he does that, you know exactly what's going to happen, and especially if someone gets killed, and how it's going to be portrayed by the media. Racist authoritarian Trump murders black people, um, grieving civilians murdered by the evil, evil orange man. All of this, okay, you know that's going to happen. You can't deny it. However, he's given enough time, or six, seven days, or five, six, seven days, for that enough Americans can now see how poor Democrat leadership is, how they are compliant in the destruction of businesses, property, and people's lives, how they are willing to exploit the death of a man to once again try and oust the man who threatens to reveal their true colours. See, I'm not sure how I feel about Trump moving the military in, but if he is to, I'll be moving the military in and directing my attention to the frail, brick-throwing white Antifa members who have covered their faces because they're scared their identity will be, uh, will be revealed and mum and dad will cut them off or you know, they don't believe in their cause. They're bitches, again. Go after them. I absolutely love the videos of these like, giant black dudes going up to these guys and being like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, the Antifa members just completely crap themselves. And like, one of them like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, sir. Like, there's one video of John Jones from the USC I saw doing some like, really great work and taking, pe- taking things away from people that are causing damage and helping board up places and just actually being a good citizen. I think that's awesome. Now, my views are more in line with Mike Tyson than they are with, say like Spike Lee, and as much as I'd like to make like Scotty Pippen and call Spike Lee a bitch and tell him to sit down, I do understand where he comes from. I'm sure he has experienced racism and discrimination in some form. But he's an incredibly successful man, which is what I would be focusing on, you know, having the opportunity to be able to get where he is, but I do get it, Okay. However, people like Chrissy Teigen, or Teigen, or however you pronounce it, and I'm assuming John Legend as well, bailing out rioters. Do they not realise how out of touch they are? I know you, like, if, you, if you're stuck in the echo chamber of Twitter, it's hard to, to get an outside opinion, but the majority of Americans do not support these riots. Yeah, I'm sure they support racial equality. But you do not have to back these riots in order to do so. Financing illegal behaviour is retarded, and I know people don't like that word, but it's retarded behaviour. And Chrissy Teigen, she could do with leaving her gated community once in a while. If you like that guy, oh, um, there's something NBA on 
on Twitter. Oh, yeah, Chris Palmer, NBA. I think it's like some former ESPN guy. Always, I think it's ESPN. Like a former ESPN analyst for the NBA. I don't know if he ever played NBA. 28th of May, I believe it was. He's tweeting, burn it down, burn this shit down. Um, and then literally a few days later, they're, they're on the doorsteps of his neighbourhood. They're outside his building. And he's like, get these animals out of here. Yeah, someone come and save me. And, yeah, it just shows the hypocrisy of these people. I'm sure Chrissy Teigen would change her tune if her mansion was threatened. But I'm not really sure where we go from here. Uh, I do think Trump will have to... Trump will have to do something because it's pretty blatant and obvious now that these Democratic mayors and law enforcement officials are not going to do anything to stop this. Uh, so it's either National Guard or military. And I'm fairly sure it would be dealt with pretty quickly. And Trump will have to deal with the necessary fallout from that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I just wish everyone would keep safe. I can't stand communists. I can't stand Antifa. I cannot stand virtue signalling. I can't stand a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just sort of just... I don't know, I've, I've, I'm scraping the barrel now. I'm kind of out of things to say. But, yeah, it's a complete mess. I hope it sorts itself out soon. I really do. And I hope people just calm down a little bit because you look at the statistics and then you look at the narrative and there's a massive disconnect there. So people need to start questioning and be like, what is going on? Anyway, I hope you guys all have a lovely day. And yeah, I'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye.